Welcome to, or welcome back to, the Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. My name's RJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, Telsey. Together, we explore topics surrounding flow, as well as lead by example for our own passions and those of the guests that we interview. So let's dive right in. Hey everyone, just before we get started, big thanks as always to Flow Spa for making it possible for us to keep making this podcast. Flow Spa is Peterborough's float therapy and sports recovery center, providing float tanks, infrared sauna, contrast therapy, and the Normatec recovery system for deep relaxation and recovery and to help you find your flow. Uh, welcome back to the show. You were actually the yeah. the first guest on the podcast last year. I was. And we talked <laughs> we talked a bit about marketing and and things like that last year. And um, a lot of the things that you were working on then have have grown and evolved. And so mm-hmm. I'd like to talk a bit about the the business as well as what you do online and also you know, as a, as a new mom and that exciting journey and how you kind of balance it all and, and, and that, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't really remember everything we talked about last time and no like what, yeah. I, what, what my claims were and what projects <laughs> I probably have let fall through the cracks since then. <laughs> but, um, sure. So I don't even remember what we were, what did we talk about last time we talked about just like marketing strategies and YouTube channel, probably. I Is think that right? so. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't go back and review it all. I know that we, yeah. we kind of kicked it off with like the standard flowcast format for in person, but things have, mm-hmm. have definitely evolved to these these new conversations on, on zoom for the time being. And, uh, and so, yeah, it doesn't matter if we like overlap too much or whatever, but, um, how's, so how's everything going? Just kind of get started. Um, I guess to provide any background information for anybody that didn't listen in last time to our conversation or anybody new that's that's joined in. Um, what are like the, the main things that you're working on right now? Okay. Well, right now, um, it's slightly different than I was the last time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty sure like I'd have to look back at the dates, but last time I had just started my YouTube channel, I think my it Mallory Graham. Yeah, it was last March. Yeah. So that's that's right. I think okay. you, had, you had just kind of started to do your. Yes. So I, I just like yeah, I just started diving into um, my YouTube channel and learning all about video production and everything that's involved with um, with that. And it was a lot to learn, and I kind of just like dove right into it with um, it's my marketing consultancy and put together a pretty thorough lead magnet that was a digital marketing guide. Cool. Um, 
and was just sort of using that and pushing that to get people to try to help small businesses uh, with their digital marketing, getting them on the map, getting them updated with their strategies. Um, and that was sort of my focus uh, at that time. And it was, it was a good experience. Like I, a, it was a really challenging space to be in. So even though um, I, I felt that I was providing like really high quality content on YouTube and stuff, it was, there's just so much competition. And, um, and I felt that uh, because I also had my trading post, like running that, that um kind of balancing both businesses was a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of difficulties with credibility in the marketing space. So you are either credible by the businesses that you've started and the how, or like the clients that you have in marketing. Yeah. So um, getting started in marketing without, a ton of clients is nearly impossible unless you've started your own business or taken on clients for free or something like that. And I felt that why, what better place to use as a client as my own business and really just hone in on those skills for Rosie's trading post to market the hell out of it and then come back to um, get it, bringing on more clients later because I felt like I, like I did have a few um, small business clients and I was working really hard on helping them. And then there wasn't very much time left for the trading post. Right. So um, there, there was a bit of a shift in priorities um, just to make sure that I was um, doing what's best for myself financially and also um, setting myself up for success um, in terms of credibility for what potential clients would see, like, what have I actually done, right? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And so since then, you've uh, you've recently gone through a rebranding of the trading post. And, yes. and so that was, that was quite the big endeavor from what you've been telling me and and a lot mm-hmm. behind the scenes. So what's it, what's it like going through the rebranding or what was it that um, kind of brought that? Why do you want to rebrand and, uh, and how's that yeah. whole process look? So there's the story there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what actually happened was, um, so I was having trouble with like getting traction on YouTube. And so I signed up for this sort of mastermind group that was through YouTube for bosses. It was very expensive. It was like, okay, I'm investing in this. I want to succeed. I need the best help. And that's what I got. And um, when I sort of showed the the coaches and the team there, what I was um, like, what my assets were, what I had to work with, they were like, why they didn't understand like why I wasn't capitalizing on a uh, business that I already had. Like they're like, you already have this trading post that is an e-commerce store. It has a retail uh, brick and mortar. It's making money. Like, why are you trying to do something? Like what's wrong? Like what's happening there? Why are you not focusing on that and really um, embracing that? That's the feedback I got because I was trying to do a few YouTube videos for the trading post, but I was kind of just like, meh like really trying to focus on 
um, my personal brand as a marketer. Um, so they were kind of just like, and I, and I didn't really have a niche, like a, a defined enough niche. It was like digital marketing and like strategy. Like it wasn't like a specific tool or a specific industry. It was just very broad. And they were like, that's not going to work. You mm. need to, uh, like, this is what the coaches were telling me, yep. um, which was hard to hear. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they were basically saying like, what is going on behind that? Like you're behind the scenes like why are you not and it really made me ask that that tough question like there's some like something wrong like why like okay why am I not putting 110% into the trading post and it was because it was started as a family business so when that business started it was a family business it had rosies attached to it so because it had rosies attached to it I felt that or it, it wasn't just me that felt this, like every person in our community and who knew of Rosie's knew of my family's businesses that were also called Rosie's. Oh. So when, when people said um, that business, that Rosie's business, that is my dad's business. So no one ever like attached me to the business. It wasn't like my brand. It was my family's brand. And I was kind of just like, I want to do my own thing. I want to pave my own path. So, um, I guess having that sort of reality check and like having someone say to me, like, you need to deal with that. Like, what could be the potential that like, what could you do to, what could you change about that business so that you feel like it's yours and that brand is yours and that there's nothing holding you back. And so I thought about it and I was like, Frig, I need to like rebrand this business as something else, something new that's not attached to Rosie's. So we were like, we went to the drawing board, we hired a branding agency to help us. That's another thing that I learned is that um, I think we might've touched on this a little bit in the last um, podcast is when you're the best, like when your your strengths are usually the worst things in your business. I don't know if we talked about that at all. It's kind of ringing a bell, but maybe not. Yeah. yeah. So because marketing is my strength, that was the weakest part of my of the the trading post because I was like, no, this is mine. Like, why would I hire it out? Because this is what I do, um, and I didn't have the time to do everything I needed. So once I got over myself and I started getting marketing help from people that know more than me, um, or maybe don't know more than me, but they can do the grunt work and support me on things and I can help guide them. Um, it like our whole business has just changed, like probably like increased their revenue, like 400, 500%, like just because of that decision. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when we rebranded to tribal trade, we wanted something that was uh, like trading post is very like, I don't know. It's it's very 1800s. like country native. Yeah. 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 yeah like kind of old. And yeah. um, we wanted something that represented tribal people from all over the world, not hmm. just indigenous Canadians and like indigenous Americans. We wanted people that were indigenous from Europe and indigenous from um, the Asian countries that they, uh, they're tribal people too. And they're indigenous people too, to connect with our brand and to um, feel like they're a part of our tribe because they are, because a lot of the things that we stand for, the symbols and stuff, 
they're not just North American symbols. They're some like there's dream catchers in like Asia and everything too. And and they're they think they're indigenous to them because they they are. Like everyone right. is indig is indigenous to some place. So um it really kind of expanded our market a little bit to people that felt like they were um they identified as tribal and um and then just trade because like that also was like trading posts but i don't know so yeah we just thought that was a good name and then uh we went from there and did all the things that are required with changing your brand name yeah no i i think it's a good name and uh and you know i i always like alliteration so it works that it's the the two t's and oh, and yeah. um so it's it's a strong brand name for sure um thank you What's and so I've noticed you've been doing a lot to kind of you know accommodate this this new reality that we're in with a lot more stuff being online and I just noticed you've got like you've got different like face masks available and also um, I think it's tonight which this podcast won't come out till Monday but tonight you've got like a full moon ceremony that's being live streamed or something. Yes, yes. So um, a lot of the sort of customs and like traditions of our culture, like of First Nations people, is um, like anti-technology and um, like trying to be as natural as possible, not having like cameras involved with ceremony and um, there's no... Like, they didn't even write down the language uh, traditionally. Like, it was all orally, like, storytelling and stuff oh, like okay. that. So yep. um, there's really, like, there's a lot of traditional people that have those strict rules. So that sort of carries over to a majority of our customer base, too, is that, like, things, like, you should go into a store, like, e-commerce is wrong. And, like, there's just, like, so much kind of against what we um, forward modern thinkers are like sure. so um i guess with the whole like pandemic and everything it's been forcing people to change their attitudes about it because it's like is it better to have a virtual ceremony or no ceremony at all you know like yeah um is it better like before they were like oh, there was ideas going around about now this is an art project but there were um, ideas going around about having like online Anishinaabemowin, like our native language being taught online. And they thought, no, like that's wrong. It should be in person. Like that's how it traditionally was. And having it online, like you lose that personal touch. I don't know. There's a lot of just skepticism there. Hmm. And now you can see there's like a few different groups that are doing Anishinaabemowin like language classes twice a day or like whatever online and it's really nice to see that so that's not our like that's just something that I saw yesterday yep. but um <laughs> us like personally trying to do like more Facebook lives like that's just I don't know that, that's nothing to do with the culture that's just like smart business because everyone's <laughs> online right now <laughs> um but uh yeah I think that um another thing that we're trying to do to embrace the change is um we're focusing a lot more on gift sets because um people are not 
having, they're not having the ability, the freedom to go into a store and pick out gifts for a loved one and give it to them. Um, they're not even able to see them so or travel. So like a lot of our customers are um, ordering gift baskets. So we've recently just done Mother's Day gift baskets. And we're going to be doing like other ones coming up soon for National Indigenous People's Day and Father's Day and things like that so that people can just um, pick from a collection of gift sets and yeah. have it sent to whoever uh, because that's what's needed right now. Hopefully he's quiet. <laughs> can you hear that? <laughs> I can, yeah. Sometimes he just like screams and then go back to sleep. Oh, okay, so. we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's like, how are you awake when you've been, or how are you waking up when you haven't slept in five hours and you're four months old? It's oh, not yeah. right. So, let's just see. If you've got to check on him, it's no worries. Or if we have to put a pause on the conversation, we can do that too. Welcome back. <laughs> I, I think we kind of, we we kind of left off. We were something really serious. Pardon? We were talking about something really serious, and then it was like, rah! <laughs> I think we were kind of talking about um, going online with with your business or or indigenous businesses in general and sort of the mm. the kind of taboo around it. Um, yes. One question I had just because you were mentioning the curbside pickup and stuff. What platform is your like online store with? Shopify. Okay. I mean that's usually what people are using um so that makes sense yeah. it's a pretty popular platform they're probably doing well with the pandemic yeah i'm probably i actually uh i had sort of um, a side business for float uh, float tank chemicals on shopify mm -hmm. that i actually um, switched back to Squarespace ironically just because like it was such a small kind of like thing on the side that it wasn't worthwhile running two websites for it um, mm -hmm. yeah just because like the monthly fees for Shopify are kind of high if you're not actually uh, making use of it every single month but it is very good it's very easy to customize to whatever you need to do and um, mm -hmm. I've had several yeah shopify sites before yeah i'm yeah i love shopify just because of uh it, it meets our needs yep pretty well and we had a shit experience with other ones before shopify so it's kind of like shopify came in and saved the day yeah. that was like our experience but um yeah it totally depends on each business situation right yeah, I think the I would have stuck with it, except um, if if I could have sold like we've got the we've got the CBD products at the spa, and you have to set up like a high risk account or something to sell CBD. So the oh. moment that I the moment that I put those products up there, not thinking there'd be an issue because it was hemp based and not like 
uh, not like a marijuana based uh, CBD or anything. I mm-hmm. thought it was totally fine and didn't meet those criteria. But that moment, my uh, my account got suspended. And so I couldn't receive payments through the account unless I went through like a third party high risk thing. And that's the other, that's also the same thing that I experienced in the past for like online supplement stores is they also are considered, you got to go through, you can't use Shopify payments. You've got to use like a third party um, payment system. To yeah, that's so. interesting. That's we didn't experience that with Shopify specifically, mm-hmm. um, like the Shopify the Shopify channel. But Shopify has apps like uh, like you can connect your Instagram and your Facebook and Google Shopping and stuff like that to Shopify. And uh, for us, the biggest issue was Instagram. So if we want to tag products on our Instagram. Uh, posts, mm. then you need that integration and you need all of your products to be compliant with Facebook's um, advertising policy. Oh yeah. And we had one, we had, we had like ones that were considered weapons. Like we had oh. like decorative knives and stuff that were like native, like they had like native designs and like, yeah. I don't know, things like that. Yeah, my oh. internet is unstable. <laughs> I just got a notification. Uh oh. Um. Okay. Let me. Okay, I don't have my Wi-Fi on my phone. It's just this. But um. Yeah. So, Shopify is good. Um. So, what were we talking about before Shopify? We're talking about well. Else. Uh, we were talking about. I forget the exact thing. I know we were talking about the full moon ceremony that was coming up. Mm. And uh, yes. And so I think we kind of left it off there with, mm-hmm. with that's happening tonight. But, um, well, this podcast will be up on next Monday. So people can probably go back and re-watch the, live, the webinar if it's on your Facebook page. Um, yes. But I think, um, I don't know if whatever point we got to was sort of settled, but you were talking earlier about credibility and building that and, um, you know, especially online and with businesses online and everybody is trying to move their businesses online in different ways. So what's, what are some of the the key points for, let's say it's, I, I mean, an established business or whatever that's trying to, you know, create this new revenue stream through online means, what is, what are some of the the things that are important? Maybe even if it's, if it is like a local business that's got some traction already, what kind of things can they do as far as making sure they're doing the the, kind of the, the right things online? Mm -hmm. Uh, For sure. That's a good question. I think that if you are talking about credibility alone as an online, um, presence like your online presence um for anyone is a little bit differently is a little different than if you are an established local business that is making a transition from brick and mortar to online because the issue usually isn't with credibility if you've been established online or offline the issue is operations Hmm. so and fulfillment so those types of things um would be 
and and education. So like educating yourself in how to market yourself online is completely different than um, if you're not online. It's totally different because uh, the competition's different, the channels are different. So um, I think that like there's a huge learning curve if you haven't if you're a brick and mortar or a local business or even if you're don't have like a retail business and you're like a physiotherapist or something like say if you're a physiotherapist or a nutritionist or something and you can't have local clients anymore because of everything that's happening um then or i have several friends that are like personal trainers who is like what the hell are you supposed to do now you can't come close to people how are you supposed to like you know help them yeah. <laughs> do that stuff um they're having to completely pivot their business model to offer online service whether like through like a knowledge-based product and that's like if, if their expertise is in physio or health or, or whatever that's like a huge undertaking to learn how to now sell their services online and you know change their business model completely so um i think your question was like how do you do it <laughs> well what are, yeah i mean i i know there's i know there's a lot involved in it but like what are some of the what are some of the things you did you did answer it it's not so much about credibility as it is knowing the the digital infrastructure for those businesses so I think that does answer yes. it, but, um, well, I think it's more, it's more about credibility. If like you're new to business in general, like right. it's, um, like if you're trying to establish yourself, like your clientele and show that you're worthy of their business, mm -hmm. then that, then credibility is the issue. That's where you need to focus. But if you have already, if you already have clients, if you're already great, you're just not present online, then you just need to learn those skills. You just need to learn how to um, deliver that value in an online space in mm -hmm. their online channels and utilize the, like if you already have experience with people, like you just need to learn how to um, leverage those, those relationships and get them to, you know, give you referrals and, and use them to um, sell what your, your expertise is and what you've done um, in a different fashion and a different and older business model. And you're just, you know, cause that's still the same. You can still be an amazing personal trainer um, to people online or, or whatever it is that you're, you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, kind of tying into that just because, you know, the, the idea of learning all this stuff, there is a ton of knowledge out there, but you mentioned that, you know, you signed up for certain online masterminds or courses, particularly learning about like YouTube being like a YouTube boss or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know of some other ones that you've taken part in. What is your process for deciding who to trust as like your mentor or coach online who do you go to or what, what kind of things help you decide that? Cause there's, like you said, especially in the marketing world, there's so many people to pick from. There are it's completely impulse. <laughs> no, <Okay. I'm> <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to know the truth, no, I'm joking. Um, some of them have been impulse, but I'm yep. learning now to really evaluate more like the first couple were definitely impulse, but I think that there's so many 
low priced online learning in any capacity that you can do them all the time. Um, And it's just a matter of who you connect with, who you respect. So you need to like, like in anything in business or life, you need to listen to your gut. So um, it's one thing to be able to, I like listen to this person's sales pitch and be like, Oh, I, they're promising me this. Then I want that <laughs> by cart. Um, it's really easy to get wrapped up in that stuff. But, um, I think it's important to like, listen to as much of their material as possible. Um, and go with your gut. And, um, also if you do, like, if you've had a history of, like getting courses or buying online products that were not successful for you or you weren't able to carry through or something, give yourself that permission to let it go and don't be like, oh, I'm not doing any more online courses again because like I signed up for these ones and I didn't follow through with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to let your, like to forgive yourself for that and be like, that's in the past. Um, I'm not going to allow that to hold me back from if I'm finding something now that I'm thinking, okay, this, I'm ready for this now. Um, like one thing that, so I listen to a lot of Amy Porterfield. I know like she's not your favorite, but she's mine. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I signed up for her list builders lab and like the perfect timing. Um, so that helped me a lot. And, um, and I've signed up for a lot of other things too. Yeah. But um, one of the things was like her digital course academy, which is hugely in demand. And you have to like get on the waiting list to get in it and everything. It only released twice a year. Um, so I remember thinking last year that I really wanted to do it in September because that's when it opened up again. And um, it didn't like, I, that was like at a time in my pregnancy where I was just like, no, I'm not going to focus on it enough. So I'm thinking maybe this coming September I'll do it. Um, but it it also so if it is a timed course or a timed thing like that, make sure it's aligned with what you're doing totally. because um, yeah, you need to make sure that you're able to focus on it. Uh, but most of them though, if like a lot of them, if they're pretty like if they're a good person, <laughs> they allow you to go back and and do it again or like you have a lifetime access to it. So yeah. even if something comes up and you need to um, put it on hold, then that's okay. But, uh, yeah, in terms of choosing, you got to go with your gut, do your research and, um, yeah, it's like, allow yourself to just like, let it go. Like if you're feeling like, um, unsure and negative about the whole experience, cause it's something that you didn't follow through, just like allow yourself to, to let that go. Right. Cool. I like that. Yeah. I think, Buy more. Uh, <laughs> I think, um, I mean, it is a good time for a lot of it because we have a lot of people are giving more than ever away for free or for trials of very low prices so that you can test out these higher quality yeah. programs and everything. And I do think that there's, there's definitely the value in the things that you pay for is that somebody took their time to intelligently structure it as a curriculum that's going to take you from one point to an end point. And, uh, and so that's why kind of why I asked, um, you know, with the, with the different things that are out there and whatever people are trying to learn, there are lots of people that 
are there to share their information in this structured way. Um, so yeah, that's really good. And, and I also like that, you know, as the technologies have caught up, it's become, I guess, much smarter in the ways that it helps to hold you accountable. Cause I think that's what people also look for in these things that they're paying for is even just dropping the, you know, hitting that add to cart and paying for it, you know, it's, it's something that you want to hold yourself accountable to, but also the system is usually designed in a way where whether it's you're getting email reminders to keep going with the content or there's something that's live that's included. A lot of that stuff goes into creating these better overall learning experiences online. Cause it's not the same as uh, if you, if you pay for, a seminar you you go like we went to the power of success seminar you know that was mm. what was that like 12 hour day or whatever and yeah we paid for it and you sit down and you're there to learn like you're going to pay attention um it's not like these webinars you don't sign up and you've got to go to a classroom once a week it's digital now so it's it is a lot easier to not show up for it but I think mm -hmm. yeah as long as people are taking it seriously it helps to enrich the learning experience for sure yeah that's a great great point for sure um yeah. so then you know you mentioned and we we kind of took that pause because Jax needed some attention how are things yeah. so I know that um I think it was shortly after the podcast last year, you made like a post or a blog post or something kind of talking about how excited you were to get pregnant because you were talking about like some infertility issues prior to that. And so I know that this has been a, a huge change in your life, but one that you're super excited about. So what's it been like becoming, I know we were talking last week and you said like that mompreneur kind of, kind of uh, term. So what, what's the, I guess for one, how's, how's everything going and like the family life and, and the excitement there. And then how is the balance with these businesses that you're trying to build and, and grow both in person and online. Yeah, it's been so good. <laughs> okay. So in all honesty, it's really hard. There's some days like today where you need to like put on your brave face and just like smile through it. Yeah, you were saying today was like the hardest day yet. Yeah, there's some things that are really bad, but I mean, I know that there's like this four month thing with kids, and he also just got like two needles in both of his thighs, little thighs. Aww. He was probably in pain. Um, yeah, but I think like overall, like motherhood has been amazing. Like it's it's been um, incredibly rewarding, and like everything that I wanted, I I know. I actually not, I didn't always want to be a mom, but then when I saw like how good my husband was as a father and it made me want to like be a part of that and stuff. And, um, just being able to, so it, like when I, when I found out that I was pregnant, it totally just threw me off because we were trying for so long and it was like, holy shit, like, I don't want to mess this up. 
so I was like just like vegging out and like staring still all the time (laughs) but um after a while I got comfortable and fine with it and um it wasn't until like he was a couple months old that I felt like okay like this is like it, it was okay right from the start like they said the first month is horrible but for me it was okay like it was manageable because I heard so many horror stories but um it was fine and since then it's just been like okay like we gotta make this work and we're gonna like bring baby everywhere and um, I mean we're not really going anywhere right now but um just sort of putting him in his jolly jolly jumper and like working right beside him and um when I'm breastfeeding like usually that's like 20 minutes each time probably like five or six times a day or more um so when I'm just sitting there I can like do social media and like um it's just a choice like it it ultimately comes down to a choice so like the first couple months it was like oh like let's watch Netflix because it's (laughs) you know whatever and then after that it's like okay like I'm gonna go back to work soon and um need to connect with the human race (laughs) so um (laughs) I would uh then began using that spare time to work as efficiently as possible so it's like I've got it's like I've only got these two hours or like three hours at night or whatever this sweet time to just like focus on work. So I feel like it's actually made me more productive because mm. you know that you've got this allotted time to work. And when you've got that, it's like you like appreciate the ability to be able to work um, yeah. without interruptions. So it's like you force yourself to like, okay, it's now it's focus time get these tasks done instead of like oh I've got all day so I'm gonna look on Facebook for a while because like I got all day to do these things right now it's like no you don't do like let's see how much you can get done like during this nap (laughs) so it's like really a lot like yeah I feel like I've been more productive than ever (laughs) I don't know if every I don't know if every mompreneur experiences that but um I think it's all about like the choices that you make right yeah yeah that's very cool I think that's um I believe it's Parkinson's law that the tasks will fill the space allotted to it so Mm -hmm. it's a very cool uh example of it applied in real life with yeah, you've got this limited amount of time, so it's go time to get things done, and yeah. and uh, and and it's I, that's kind of what I've been telling people lately too. Even with the whole COVID thing, people aren't you know necessarily in their optimal state of of stress levels or anxiety or or feeling uplifted to get a lot done. But you can get a surprising amount done even if you've only got sixty or ninety minutes. A day and then even if the rest of the day is a a wash or just thrown out the window because it's not you know you're not feeling good you still Mm -hmm. uh you can still be accomplished and proud of that so that's cool to hear that it it can apply and i think that's great advice Mm -hmm. um so the other thing with with that and kind of some of the stuff that you're you're working on the goals that you've got moving forward is uh and and with the online businesses you were telling me you're looking to create some sort of 
online course or membership or something like that. And uh, I know, (laughs) yeah, something like that. I know that it's not, it's not something you've got completely figured out yet, but that's, uh, it's cool. So I think what we can do is, is check back in as it is coming more to fruition so that we can um, talk more about it at that time. But I just wanted to throw it out there that it is something that I'm at least keeping track of to make sure that you're on, on pace to, to get it done. Yeah, for sure. I've shared that, um, like I've shared the ideas with a few of my friends and family and stuff just to get, like send those feelers out there yep. um, and get their feedback on it and, and stuff. And it's all been pretty positive. It's just a matter of, um, you know, taking the time to put the material together. Um, I've definitely, since our conversation last week, I've definitely gotten over the fear of acceptance for sure, because, you know, there's, yeah, there's no point in worrying about that. That's good. Um, And also, like, seeing other things happening, too, like the Anishinaabamuan courses online and stuff, it's like, other people are adapting and changing, and we are, too, and it's like, let's just do this. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's like, you're seeing other people change that are in the similar industry, in the similar space, so it's like, yeah, not really it's my worries are going away more and more each day. Um, yeah, I think now like it's, uh, I've also had a couple other friends that are working on, uh, a membership, like membership platforms as well and asking me questions cause I'm asking them questions and it's kind of like that, like that's like the, the trend of recurring revenue online business. That's like, it's obviously already huge, but it's growing, growing more, more and more with everything that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for that, it's totally just about diving in and getting it done quick because so many people are doing this right now and you don't, and you want to get there fast, right? Um, in case someone else is toying around in a similar space. Um so yeah, I don't know how much more we want to go into with that. No, that's all good. I think that's that's interesting though. It's um, you know, as you said, diving into to it without too much hesitation. But you also touched on something there that I think is critical as well, which was asking some people first and validating the idea is actually the probably the most important step in the early phases, right? Because if you oh, don't yeah. have like, you know, you could have an idea, the best idea in the world in your mind, but if you don't have, if you don't have the customers, then you're going to waste a lot of time when you go down that road. So yeah, for sure. That's a real, yeah, that's a good point that you said that I said, I don't even remember, but um, <laughs> yeah. So like that, that to me, that doesn't even seem like a tip or a strategy. That's just like common sense to like talk to people and get a feel for what their reaction is. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it depends who your circle is though, because when my dad was starting his business, he told people about it and they're like, you're fucking nuts. Oh. And he still did it. And now yep. he's like very successful. But um, I don't know. I think if you, the more people you talk to, the likely, the more likely is that it's going to be a good opinion and not someone that's a little cuckoo crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I think that 
along the way, like you're, if you're checking in with someone and reviewing like the, the steps that you're doing also like a perfect, in a perfect world, you get material together for a membership for 12 months. But I mean, if you have people that are signing up and you say, okay, like we're, we're going ahead with this and you only have material for like four months, then you can get tons of feedback from them and adjust the rest of those eight months based on what's working and what they're liking. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think it's just a matter of not having excuses and just diving in. And even, even when people say, Oh, I don't want to ask people's opinion. They might steal my idea. I fully believe that that's an excuse. A hundred percent. I don't know if you feel that way, but like I've had people say, like I was talking to my mom about this idea that I have. And she was like, yeah, like, shh, don't tell her. I'm like, no, this is my story. No one else could create this the way I could anyway. You know, like I'm not going to share it all on here, but <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? Like, I know what you like mean. this, the story that you have and the, the way that you would deliver a membership site or online course is completely different than if your competitor would, because the experience and connection that you have with people is going to not even compare to someone else because it's your journey. And it's, yeah. that's going to resonate with certain people and not with others. And then your competition is going to resonate with other people. So, totally. yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, it, something, it actually, it recalls a, discussion I had, I was coaching somebody in their kind of like online business startup. They were asking me questions. And in particular, it's exactly what you said with not wanting to share this idea too far because of fear of somebody stealing the idea. And I'm trying to be vague just to not like, you know, throw anybody under the bus. But um, in this specific case, the ironic thing was a lot of these ideas were already out there with other websites and you wouldn't have known if you didn't, you know, start to like ask other people. And then, then that's where you get some market research on what other people have done successfully in this field, because, you know, you mentioned it to a few people who probably aren't going to steal your idea anyway, because I, I also think the other thing with that is, uh, I mean, I just realized that if whether you call it people that are performing at a peak level or the top 1% or whatever, if the reality is that most 99% of people aren't going to do the work that you're willing to do to get your, your dream to come true. Oh, so, yeah. so you yeah. really could tell pretty much anybody and your, your dream's still secure. And I also like that you said, because the way you're presenting it to your audience and that is why people will come to you for whatever it is that you're teaching or you're selling is because they resonate with your brand or your personality whatever the the individual things are right so mm -hmm. that's why that's why i think you know we've been talking about these different people that are teaching these online marketing courses or business courses and they have different personalities and and one person is a little more goofy and quirky and the other person is a little more straight to it and it's like well you you resonate with one person somebody's identity and and that's how you that's how you learn better too right because it's like you want to 
that they're your role model or mentor or whatever, and you want to follow them. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, that's a, it was, it's a great point. I think, um, I mean, yeah, a lot of people, like you said, are looking to create things online right now. And so I love that, that advice of, of being, being quick about it, but testing a little bit first to, to verify that you've got some people interested. Yeah. You can verify your business and be quick verifying it. Like there's a lot of like, you have to use your gut. Like there's, you can verify the shit out of it and take 10 years (laughs) (laughs) or you can ask no one and throw your website up. And it's like, I don't know, you're teaching people how to change diapers. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, you have to use your common sense and um, have a happy medium there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, there are also strategies around how to accelerate that online too. Right. You can, create like a, a survey monkey survey and put some money behind it on Facebook and you'll get your response within a day or two. Right. If you yep. really want to, um, or, or just you post can, a something, post a story on Instagram and you yeah. get answers right away. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't have to be a long drawn out process, but I know when it came to, when it came to validating flow spa, I think, I think I spent about a month just doing like the, the research to, to get people's names and stuff, but that's a a much bigger, you know, initial cost and everything to want to validate. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Um, Is there anything else that you want to touch on? I think, I think we can. Not about me. (laughs) (laughs) I want to ask you some stuff. Okay, sure. But this is kind of like internal. It's not really okay. Or 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 you can have it, or you can put it. Yeah, put it live. It's up to you. But I want to. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll keep going. Um, But (laughs) if if we do cut it off, it'll be bonus content for my online course or something that you got to sign up to. <laughs> I don't know. Exclusive content. Yeah, exclusive content. But yeah. All the goods. Um, but anyway, I'll just um I we'll we'll sign off the the uh the podcast and and uh continue on from there. So yeah, thanks for being on the, the show, Mallory. And I will Thank check back in again in a few me- weeks or months when you've kind of got a little more clarity with what you're doing online so that we can share it again there. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Flowcast. Take a moment to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube for the video version and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to connect the podcast to those who will find value in it. Hit the share button and send this episode to a friend or two. And a big thanks as always to Flow Spa for making it possible for us to keep making this podcast. Flow Spa is Peterborough's float therapy and sports recovery center, dedicated to providing the ultimate relaxation experience. Whether you need physical relief from pain or a deep state of mental relaxation and calm, or even the best sports recovery methods to help you recover from your training, Flow Spa is where you can find your flow.